Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Welcome to Sync Ups with Cycle Checks, a space for women to be educated, empowered, and inspired. I'm so happy that you're here listening to this podcast wherever you are right now. I'm Dr. Janina, a cognitive psychologist and certified ADHD coach. And for today's topic, because it's February, I thought we would talk about ADHD relationships because the impact of ADHD on relationships is a factor that is often very much overlooked. And we don't, or a lot of people don't have an understanding of the true impact ADHD can have on relationships. And there are, of course, many different relationships out there, friendships, family relationships. But today we will specifically look into romantic relationships. But a lot of this you can also transfer to friendships and family relationships and so on. And of course, no relationship is immune to challenges. There will always be challenges. But when either you or your partner has ADHD or maybe the both of you have ADHD, this can cause some extra challenges challenges in your partnership. Now, like what makes ADHD so prone or ADHD are so prone to having challenges with relationships? One of the factors is emotional dysregulation. And this is one of the things that often gets overlooked and not really focused on, especially because it's not a diagnostic symptom. But emotional dysregulation has a huge impact on us ADHDers. And it's kind of a silent struggle that tends to be overlooked just because it's not talked about as much. Luckily now, more and more research is coming out and it's also being considered to be part of the diagnostic assessment. But so far, it's just not a diagnostic symptom. So firstly, what is emotional dysregulation? It's kind of the trouble keeping your emotions in check to a degree. So you might overreact to situations that might seem small to other people, but for you, they seem they seem very bad. Like losing your key or coming late or misunderstanding a word, all of these can then cause you to experience an emotional dysregulation. And what this can look like is firstly emotional outbursts that are then also often out of the proportion, or other people might categorize it as out of the proportion. Could be mood swings, difficulty coming down when you're upset feeling irritably or hypersensitive, experiencing meltdowns, and then could also be zoning out at social media, video games, or TV, just trying to cope pretty much. As I said, this emotional dysregulation can often lead to these small triggers that then cause this major outcome of, for example, an meltdown or an emotional outburst and that can of course of course cause a lot of lot of stress to the relationship one of the things that you can do to try to deal with this is firstly by seeking professional help either ADHD coach a therapist or medication but there are also some practical steps that you can take for you to just regulate your emotions better especially in regards to your relationship one of the first steps that are important to take is that both of you you and your partner are able to recognize that these emotional responses are triggered because of your ADHD brain and this is something that is somewhat normal for an ADHD or even though it causes these extreme responses but 
that it is so important to find a safe space for you or your partner, depending on who has ADHD or both, to find a safe space to decompress. Also practicing mindfulness, practicing things like deep breathing, journaling, meditation can really work wonders to ease and even prevent these future emotional breakdowns because it helps you to be in tune with your body a bit more and understand your reactions more. And then a huge one is to learn about your ADHD. So not only for the ADHD part to learn about ADHD, but also about the partner who doesn't have ADHD to learn about ADHD. Because when partners understand the issue with emotional dysregulation, they're way less likely to take things personally and they can feel more equipped to suggest also decompression techniques like these deep breathing or meditation, journaling, and so on. Another symptom that can cause ADHDers to struggle in relationships is projections sensitive dysphoria or rejection sensitivity. As ADHDers, we often carry pretty much a backpack full of lifetimes worth of criticism that lead to us feeling very sensitive to disapproval because we're kind of so used to it and we always feel like we're getting criticized for something. Something that we're doing us wrong or just our personality and how we behave is wrong and isn't normal or okay. And this, of course, can cause a lot of emotions like shame, guilt, low self-esteem to really build up and arise, which can then lead to that rejection sensitivity. And now when we look at relationships, when someone with ADHD lets their partner down, this can, of course, trigger feelings of rejection or isolation within the relationship. And even seemingly innocent comments like, why didn't you do that? or why are you like this? Why is this so hard for you to do? Can really feel like a punch in the gut for us. And this makes it so important to address these problems while still acknowledging and validating your partner's efforts. How both of you can navigate this rejection sensitivity better is that for C again, both of you become experts in the field of ADHD and really learn to understand how ADHD can on a daily basis impact you or your partner or your relationship. And that ADHD doesn't only impact school academics work, but it impacts so much more than that. Then it's super important that both of you keep your language respectful. And I know that's not always easy. <laughs> I know that can be very challenging, but try to do that. And if things start heating up, take a breather and you can either voice that to your partner and then you can both wait it out for a bit or you can also physically distance yourself and one goes for a walk, one leaves the room, depending on kind of where you are and your situation. And then just spending some time apart can really make a world difference in showing compassion. And then you can also try another technique that is called write it out method. So here, after a disagreement or a conflict, both of you take some time individually apart and you both write down three things. So firstly, how are you feeling? Secondly, how the other person made you feel during the conflict? And lastly, suggesting for what both of you can do better next time. And then once both of you calm down and kind of the conflict or the anger, the emotions have settled a bit more, you come together, you share your experiences, so what you've written down and discuss how you both can improve moving forward. And by just writing that down, that keeps it personally fresh in mind. You don't forget about it. And 
it might also make it easier for you to voice or for your partner to voice their opinions. Another ADHD symptom that can really impact relationships is impulsivity. And this is a very common symptom. And many times, again, these symptoms are only viewed as bad or, yeah, as bad in kind of a work or school environment. And oftentimes it's not thought about how these can also impact relationships. And this can really impact seemingly little things like daily conversations. So someone with ADHD, they might talk super fast. They might tend to interrupt that partner. They might start cutting in someone's conversation and cutting them off. And that can, of course, leave the non-ADHD partner feeling like their voice or their opinion is irrelevant. And on the other side, when a conversation might be slow or kind of boring for the other person, the person with ADHD might start to feel very agitated. So impulsivity can really complicate things. It can also impact or cause impulsive purchases, might cause impulsive business decision. It can also cause the ADHD to take risky behaviors, or it can even lead to addictive tendency like taking drugs or developing an alcohol dependency, just trying to cope. So here again, how can you and your partner deal with that? So when we start the first Thing with the daily conversations, it's super important to have an open communication between the both of you so both of you can understand why you might feel agitated or why you might start cutting the person off. And then also seeing the other side, how the other person is feeling and just trying to express your needs your and your feelings in a way that everyone feels heard and understood. Then it's also important for both of you to identify triggers. So let's say for the impulsive shopping, identify why and when this happens to then work together as a team and in order to then reduce the impact of these impulsive decisions. Another step is practicing pausing and the great thing is that you can always work on yourself you can also always work on your brain which is awesome <laughs> and these things can become better so practicing pausing can also do wonders so you can practice pausing during conversations and I know it can seem like a bit of torture or an ADHD mind but trust me it can really work and improve your communication and also practice pausing when you're impulsively shopping and buying things or when you make business decisions or just decisions in general. Then practicing mindfulness. This is again a super big thing that can help you in many, many different areas, not just in impulsivity and relationships, but in so many different areas. So embracing mindfulness exercises, again, like journaling, meditation, walking meditation, these can really help you to provide insights into your patterns and help you to break these impulsive behaviors. Another ADHD symptom, disorganization, can also have an impact on relationships, especially the non-ADHD part, might really find it super hard to navigate kind of through the mess that the ADHD partner left, all the paper piles, or just the general sense of chaos. 
And this can, of course, then also spill into other things like paying bills, taking out the garbage, and maintaining the apartment or grocery shopping and so on. So it can really have an impact in all these different areas that all then impact your relationship. And I know for us ADHDers, we kind of feel comfortable in chaos. And sometimes we also think we thrive in chaos. And this might be true. But in general, ADHD brains function much better in a clean and tidy environment. And I know that trying to stay organized and trying to tidy up all the time can be mentally exhausting for us. Like for, let's say for neurotypicals, when they toss out a piece of paper and throw it into the trash, that is kind of second nature and that seems very natural and an easy thing to do. But for us ADHDers, firstly, we might feel emotionally attached to paper, which seems weird, but that can happen. Then we also think about all the different steps. So we think about what if we throw out the paper and we actually need it? Where do I put the paper? Is it recycling? Is it normal garbage? When should I take out the garbage? And so on. So all these steps that we're thinking about and all the steps that we're thinking about into the future can be super overwhelming for us. Then another thing that causes us to be kind of disorganized and untidy is that saying out of sight, out of mind. And this is especially true for us 80 years. If we don't see something, it's pretty much gone. So we love our paper sacks all over the floor or the desk because then we can make sure that we see everything. But that can, of course, seem very disorganized or untidy for the non-ADHD. So again, how do you tackle this is firstly, both get an understanding of ADHD and communicate openly and effectively that the partner can also understand why you're doing this. Why do you have all these paper stacks? Or why is it so hard for you to throw out a single piece of paper? Then you can also try task swapping. So if your partner loves to, I don't know, go grocery shopping and that seems overwhelming for you, you can then swap tasks and you can find a task that might seem easier for you or that is more enjoyable for you. If you have the means, you can always get help like hiring a cleaner or an organizer, then you can create systems together that work for both of you, like having a designated space for your ADHD piles or having different buckets where you can throw in mail that you want to throw out or mail that you want to keep and just having ADHD-friendly organization strategies that make both of you feel good and welcome in your home and comfortable in your own space. Then tackling things together that can be also super beneficial. So for my partner and I, we hate doing laundry and especially folding laundry. And before we did that together, we pretty much never ended up folding our laundry because we just dislike it so much. So now we always do it together on the same weekday most of the times. And then we listen to our favorite podcast together or to some fun music and we kind of make a kind of a date out of it. So that makes it so much more fun than kind of torturing yourself through this boring task alone. And then lastly, what is also very important is that both of you don't slip into kind of the parent-child dynamic because that can sometimes happen with ADHD slipping into that child and then on ADHD into that parent dynamic. So always, again, have an open conversation and open understanding of what it means to have ADHD and who can do what and how both of you can support each other. And then besides all the symptoms that I just talked about, 
emotional dysregulation, rejection sensitivity, impulsivity, and disorganization. There are also, of course, all the other ADHD symptoms that can all impact your relationship, like time lightness, procrastination, forgetfulness, overstimulation, overwhelm, hyperfocus, or kind of feeling the boredom in relationships. For many ADHDers, they feel like they can't maintain a long-term relationship because once a relationship becomes kind of settled, it becomes boring and not stimulating anymore because a lot of us always seek out or kind of feed on the novelty-seeking part of relationships. And when the boredom issue kind of arises and it's not, the relationship is not stimulating anymore, many ADHDers then kind of look for the next shiny object and they do that without even realizing or truly understanding the issue. And when that comes up, or if this is a topic right now in your relationship, this really isn't about you or the ADHDer questioning the relationship, but it's really about them kind of seeking the next dopamine, the next shiny object. And it's so important that both of you navigate the dance between firstly stability, but also excitement and stimulation. And I know that kind of sounds easier than it actually is, especially if you've been in a relationship for a longer time and things become kind of second nature. But if this is an issue, both of you can really dig deeper into your core feelings and firstly spend time practicing mindfulness to help you gain more clarity about what you truly want to get out of the relationship, what truly makes you happy, and how both of you can work on that and build your relationship together and grow together. I hope this episode was helpful for you and shed some light on ADHD and relationships and why certain things are just way more complicated for us ADHDers in relationships and what you can do to work on that and prove that and build an amazing life together with your partner. If you have any more questions or want to learn more about ADHD and relationships, you can either email me. My email is adhdempowermentcoaching at gmail.com or you can also write me on Instagram. That is ADHD underscore empowerment underscore coaching. Or you can also contact me through my website, which is adhdempowermentcoaching.com. I also have a bi-weekly newsletter that will give you more insights about all the topics of ADHD and provides you with a ton of tools and strategy to thrive with your ADHD brain and master life with an ADHD brain. And we really hope you sync up with us next time. Bye!